The New York Mets are going to be approaching July in first place. It's going to be time for 4th of July for baseball and for barbecues and Mets talk. And what better combination for baseball, barbecue, and Mets talk than the Mets podcast, baseball, and BBQ with Jeff Cohen and Leonard Abelman. This is Locked It On MLB. You are Locked On MLB, your daily MLB podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast. We talk about all of Major League Baseball. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. The show is being dropped. On the 23rd day of June, 2022, the days are long, but the podcasts are getting longer and we are available wherever you get your free podcasts. Thanks so much for making us your first listen. Follow us at Lockdown MLB Pod, same handle for Instagram. I'm your pal, Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Well, I am a big fan of my two guests on here. One of them has been on the show before and one of them sends me an interesting question Every hour on the hour on Twitter, and the other is no smaller a Met fan. Let's just stop the introductions and bring them aboard. Here's Jeff Cohen. There's Leonard Aberman. How you doing, guys? Hosts of Baseball and BBQ. Good. Thank you very much, Sully. Thank you, Sully. It's great to be here. Yes. Okay. Now we're here. Uh, Leonard is in uh, what looks like his son's room. Yes, uh, that is right. <laughs> it's the best place to record. <laughs> I was hoping it's your son's room or you are in a serious state of arrested development. Uh, <laughs> although I do see, uh, it could have been your room. I see the Sergeant Pepper poster back there. I see the Rocky Horror Picture Show back there. So, you know, it very well, you could be someone who just, you know, you know, yeah. loves what he loves. There you and, go. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a Kenyan, uh, I, I did go to school in Ohio, but I didn't go to Kenyon. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. But Jeff is in uh, uh, what can only be described as uh, a blank, depressing room right there. Sterile. Uh, yeah. Very sterile. Sterile. Yeah, sterile, yes. Jeff is making microchips in his room there. There's, there's, <laughs> there's absolutely no moisture or anything like that. How are you guys doing? Tell, for, first of all, before we go into the, before, okay, how you doing? Quickly answer, how you doing? God doing great, doing. doing great. Okay, fine. Very Don't good, me. thank you. Nobody cares. Okay, now next, <laughs> tell people about your great show. I know Jeff's been on the show, but uh, let's, let's tell people about your show because if you're a fan of this show, you're going to be a fan of your show too. I'll let Len go. Okay, baseball and barbecue. I, I always say it. It's the perfect combination. It's we're, we're like the Reese's peanut butter cup of podcasts. Two great subjects. They go great together. Baseball and barbecue. How, how could you not love them both? We, we love talking about baseball, baseball history, baseball current, barbecue. You wouldn't believe all the things you could talk about with with uh, baseball. You know, if you listen to the show, yeah. there's tons of baseball, but barbecue, you'd be surprised how many different things there are to talk about. Did you even know that there's a barbecue hall of fame? No. Yeah, exactly. But we have talk about that. We talk to people that are in the barbecue hall of fame and on and on and on. We just. We're going into our fifth year in December, and uh, you were actually on, Sully, back in our infancy. Yeah. Um, 
Yes, I, yes, I was. It was tough to hear that one because it was uh, it was recorded on a CB radio. Yeah, it but, was, uh, I mean, it, it sounded like when you pull up to the uh, the fast food when it used to be, you know, and they'd. Uh, yeah, uh, was, but yeah but anyway so and we just we have some phenomenal guests on from both worlds baseball and barbecue and we let actually, me let me just say sometimes the worlds yes. collide right. because we've had mm -hmm. on emily detweiler who's the ceo of the kcbs kansas city barbecue society mm -hmm. her brother-in-law is pitcher ross detweiler oh really i didn't yeah. know that oh look yeah. at that even i learned something from this so, by the way, are there any people who would be in the Barbecue Hall of Fame, but they would bet on barbecue and therefore have been banned from admission? Is, is, that, is that a big issue right there? <laughs> I, I, it might be. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't but know. He bet on his own ribs. He bet on his own ribs. <laughs> his own ribs to win, yes. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we just had, I wanted to just mention, we just had on uh, baseball, uh, soon to be inducted into the Hall of Fame, Jim Cott. We oh, just wow. had him oh, on. Wow. That's um, great. Incredible, incredible uh, guy who's been in baseball uh, for eight decades. He, mm -hmm. he's in his yeah. book, he has his new book out. Um, good as, what is it? Um, good as gold. Good as gold. My eight, eight decades in baseball that in his adult life, he has never earned money from anything other than baseball related activities. That's great. Yeah. He, he's been around baseball so long he could confirm that Abner Doubleday had nothing to do with <laughs> yeah. the formation of baseball. Yes, <laughs> and I also well, want to okay. I, I mention uh, we had a three-time guest that we both admire. You admire him, Bob Kendrick from the Negro oh, League yeah. Baseball Museum. He's he, been a, he, he's been a he was a guest yeah. on the Old Sully Baseball Show. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. He, fantastic. he can talk. Guest. Obviously, he can talk baseball, but he can talk barbecue too. So oh, we really? have a great relationship with him. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. Let's. But we're going to dive into a lot of Mets fan. I cannot claim to be a barbecue expert. I enjoy barbecue, okay, because I'm a human being with taste buds that work. Um, but I, I, I can't say I'm like I, I'm not one of these. I do like to throw some, you know, burgers and some ribs and some steaks on the barbecue. We are going to have a barbecue for Fourth of July here in Los Angeles County, and no better way to beat the sweltering heat of LA than to stand over fire. But, um, but I can't claim to be, I don't have like my own secret recipe. Now, if this was baseball and sauce, like we're talking, you know, tomato sauce, we're talking, you know, we're talking, you know, marinara, we're talking bolognese, we're talking carbonara. You know, if it is that, I can, I can talk you under the table there. And guess what, folks? We may have to do that. We may have to have Locked On Marinara on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it is your sauce every day. But when it comes down to your thoughts on the best types of barbecue, and let's go on, and we can even do it in different variety, like in terms of ribs, in terms of steaks, in terms of chicken. What do you like that barbecued, and what is your favorite um, category and your favorite flavor? Well, I love I love making ribs. I, I do love making ribs, um, but I'm kind of on autopilot with those. You know, I know exactly what to do. If I really want to challenge, I'm going to make a brisket because right. that is the it, it's like the holy grail of barbecue. Um, have never made gator, but I've mm -hmm. seen it, it right. made. Probably will never make it, <laughs> but. Um, and when I say ribs, I'm talking pork ribs, although 
Uh, I do like making beef ribs as well. Uh, you know, some some good chicken is always good. Um, lamb is great to make on. Yes. That. Oh, I love you know? I love the I love me a barbecue lamb. That's amazing. yeah. 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 And and of course, salmon is 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 fantastic. Um, yeah. uh, and there's so many way, different ways to make it. Uh, I, I recommend cedar plank salmon. If you've never made cedar plank salmon, uh, look it up. There's tons of videos on it. You know, it, it's simple and it comes out great. And, and you know, the, the great thing about I mean, you talk about being over a fire, you know, in California, but it's better than heating up your kitchen. Um, true. You know, so um, and you could you, you, you could walk away from the fire, have a cold beer hang out with your friends and uh th there's nothing better there's yeah. nothing better but yeah so jeff what what do you like to make uh i'm more in the poultry division there i like uh making spatchcock chicken that's where you spread the chicken out in the full length and uh season it really well and you put you heat it to 350 degrees and until you, you take temperature of the chicken until 165 and you take it off the grill you put a little sauce on it it looks, it tastes terrific. And since my wife likes that, it's my wife, my wife favorite. So that's my favorite too. <laughs> my father may, may, my father rest in peace. He was a, he barbecued salmon just magnificently. And he did, and it was the way you would get it. It would be great because it would have the barbecue taste, but still be, it wasn't dry. It was still a, a, a good, tender, juicy piece of fish. And I, I love seafood. Uh, seafood's my favorite type of food in the world. I love seafood. So when you would barbecue up a salmon or barbecue up a swordfish or something along those lines, oh, I loved it. I was absolutely terrific. It's funny. I'm no longer a steak or a hamburger guy, not for any more reasons, not out of, you know, Hinduism or anything, but because I just... I guess as I've reached 50, my body has said, we're done with this. We're done. You, you had too much cow in your life. Mm -hmm. um, so I usually, when I'm at a barbecue, I will go to the, um, the, I will go to the ribs. I see my son will eat the ribs like crazy, but I am like Jeff. I will go to the poultry or, or I'll go to the, the fish. But too many times though, because I love fish so much, when someone barbecues a salmon, you get back, uh, you get back a broom. It's so dry. You mm -hmm. know, it's like you've cooked the life out of. Now, granted, it's a dead fish, but you know, you, 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 I need to have that that the flavor of a salmon. It can't just be a dry piece of fish. And so when you when you see someone who can stick the landing, like my dad could barbecuing a salmon, that's great. But a lot of times I'll be mistrusting if I'm at a BBQ and they have salmon on there. But you said cedar plank, and I got to try it. I got to figure that. Yeah, out. Yeah, because it it it. <laughs> You, you get, of course, the taste of the cedar. You get, uh, it stays moist. Well, it can stay moist. I, I mean, I had a mishap once. I'm sure I'm not alone. And, and on our show, we, we often confess. Actually, I'm the only one who confesses my mishaps. Jeff, uh, Jeff is probably perfect because yeah. I've never heard him talk about a mishap. But I had a cedar plank. I had it on the fire, but not directly over the fire. But I was in a hurry. So I thought, oh, I, you know, I'll get some fire underneath it. And it is a wood plank that you soak. But I had fire going underneath it. I closed the lid. I walked away. And all of a sudden I come back and it and the planks on fire. So 
needless to say, it was it was not uh, it, it was not the way you would have liked it. <laughs> well, look, at, uh, I just think it's a surefire bet that most people who are making salmon are not doing the right way. And so when you actually get it right, it's yeah, it's so wonderful. And if you're going to make any bets, go to betonline.net. It's your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. How do you like that segue? Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews and news, including this year's Stanley Cup playoffs. Come on, let's have that go seven, shall we? And Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sport wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline. It's where the game starts. Hey, let's talk a little bit about the NBA draft show. One live NBA draft show is not enough for Locked On. The entire NBA channel is going live on NBA draft night. So you have your favorite NBA team, and they are going to be talking about their draft all night long. You can subscribe now to their Locked On YouTube channel so you get notified when they go live on NBA Draft Night. And for those of you keeping track, I am now projected to go number 46 to Charlotte. So I was projected to go to the Hawks. Man, this could be the year Sully finally gets drafted in the NBA. But hey, enough grilling. Let's talk baseball. Jeff Cohen, Leonard Emmerman, baseball and BBQ. You're both Met fans. Oh, wait, I'm... I have that right. You're both Met fans, right? I know oh, yeah. Jeff. Is, okay, yeah. good. I know Jeff yes, is we a are. diehard Met fan, but I, you know what? I had to, I had to just double check there for a second. Well, it's a good year to be a Met fan. Finally, rare, rare. <laughs> <laughs> okay, going back to barbecue, talking rare, but yeah, this is a. Even though the you know the Mets just lost two games to Houston, um, and you know so, but you know Houston's one of the best teams in baseball. No, no shame in that. No. There's no shame in that. And they have lost a shockingly few number of series throughout this year. Four. 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 We're yeah. nearly in July. Yeah. You know? And let's also just bring up the fact that they've played five extra inning games this year and have won all of them. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I have a little time celebrating extra inning wins now that they have the ghost runner on second rule which i hate with the passion of a thousand sons but that's the rule that we have right and the mets are taking advantage of it and let's i mean i've said this before i know you guys listen to the show so you've heard me yammer about this before going in a period of time where they didn't have scherzer they didn't have Degrom for a big chunk of it they didn't have the gill they've had a, a slew of injuries on their team and they've had the Braves go on an unbelievable run. And you had the Phillies go on no small run themselves. Right. And if I said that to you all at the beginning of the year and said, where do you think this team's going to be in uh, you know late June, early July? Uh, I don't think you would have necessarily said a four and a half, five and a half game lead. No, I know. And it was, it was double that not too long ago. Yeah, and and you know because we, the Mets built up that safety net, they were able to withstand a brutal road trip out to the West Coast. They went five and five, and with Atlanta, you know, winning, you know, not not losing for for you know two two and a half weeks, 
and they were able to keep the lead. Well, but you know, you call it a brutal road trip. Most teams would be content going on a road trip and coming back break even. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, I mean, that gives you an idea of the type of year the Mets are having yeah. that you consider breaking even on a long road trip as brutal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. West coast trip to, to be five and five. Uh, we would sign up for that anytime. Yeah. But on that trip, they lost the first two to the Dodgers. So, and, and right. then, then the win five out of the last eight, you know, yeah, pretty yeah. good. I mean, yeah, I think this is, uh, I mean, I mean, for me personally, what this is, this is just showing that in so many ways, they, there was like deal or no deal of high profile managers that were available over the last bunch of years, whether it was Joe Madden, whether it was uh, Tony La Russa, whether it was um, uh, Joe Girardi, and they picked the right suitcase by putting Buck Showalter in this team. And I'll tell you something interesting. Uh, as of right now, uh, it looks like we may be heading towards the Subway Series by the way the Yankees and the Mets are playing. But, of course, Houston is an excellent team and could win a short series against anybody. If, the, if what we saw was a World Series preview of Houston and the Mets, to have that matchup of managers, Dusty Baker and Buck Showalter, two managers who have brought multiple teams to the postseason, and the only thing they don't have on their resume is a World Series championship as a, as a manager, I think that would be an extraordinarily intriguing matchup of you know managerial storylines taking place. Absolutely. I mean, Dusty is, is a wonderful manager uh and he's brought his i think he brought all, all teams that he managed to the playoffs yeah i know he got to a couple of world series it just uh just didn't break right for him and he, he's a wonderful manager of course if that would happen you know i'd help he lose again because i'm a Met fan but uh but you know he deserves his chance absolutely yeah the thing about the manager with the mets and i've said this as they were putting this great team together it's like if you if you have this racing car, you know, this great racing car, it's got, you know, fine engine, you know, it's I mean, this is the beautiful car. And then and then you're going to have somebody who just got their license drive it. You you need someone of Buck Walters, uh, you know, caliber to to run this team. Um, and it's showing it is yeah. definitely showing he has definitely made moves. I mean, the confidence of the team, the uh, just there are things that he knows that are going to happen on that field that he has feelings for that someone else would not have. Well, it's that's that level of experience. You know, I mean, you could again, I, I swear I'm not going to try to sound like get off my lawn here, but you could do all the analytics in the world and analytics are extraordinarily important. But you also have to have someone who understands how to run the team. Notice the baseball is not called the head coach. It's called the manager. And I think that's an apt name. I think when you consider what the manager has to do, they have to manage egos. They have to manage lineups. They have to manage roster spots. They have to manage the press. And, you know, especially with the universal DH, which I have thoughts on very few of them positive, but it exists. And I'm not going to scream at the tides. 
you know, if we have to remove one thing, Universal DH or Ghost Runner on second, I'll have the Universal DH, you know, seven days a week, twice on Sundays. Uh, I, I've said many, many times, if we're going to have a Universal DH, let's just realign because American League and National League is now rendered to their, their, the same league. Same so let's have the Yankees, Red Sox, Mets, Phillies in one division. I mean, come on, let's, let's just, if we're going to do this, let's have some fun. I digress. I think you have to have someone if not with the extended managerial experience of a show or at least someone with the experience of being part of a being part of a coaching staff or minor league manager, or sometimes you want to have someone have their second shot, you know, the way that, uh, you know, Francona uh, with the Red Sox and, you know, you saw, you know, Charlie Manuel who was the manager of Cleveland before becoming the manager of the Phillies. Sometimes you want to have someone get to have their, you know, you know, get their feet wet with one team or, you know, have experience in the minor leagues, but to have someone who has forgotten more baseball than any one of us will ever know, like Showalter and knows the New York market as well. Hell, he managed under Steinbrenner back when Steinbrenner was Steinbrenner. Uh, you know, I think that this was, I have to say, I wanted Girardi at one point. I've got to be honest. And I still think Girardi's a fine manager. I think Philadelphia is just a bad situation. Yeah, I think I agree with you. I would have been fine with Girardi. Yeah. 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 Now here, now by the way, the, I love and, and and I know you both listen to the podcast. You both know know that I love how the universe is a series of of uh, reactions and connections, and there's alternate universes. If one thing happened, this wouldn't have happened. If the Astros were not caught banging their trash cans. Carlos Beltran would be the manager of the Mets right now. Hinch would be the manager of Houston and Dusty Baker would probably be fishing. Joe Girardi still might be the manager of the Yankees. That's probably true. That's probably true. Oh, but wait, but uh, he was fired after the 2017 season. Right. After so, these... but, but, so the, 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 we found out about the trash can stuff after the 2019. World well, series. the Yankees won that series. All right. Well, that, that okay. Now you're really just now we're <laughs> folding space. Now we're getting all Star Trek us, and I'm not I'm not ready to save any humpback whales. But the but think about it, you would have been in a situation where Carlos Beltran is the manager of this team, and we have no clue. We have zero clue what kind of uh, manager he would have been. Right, and he's now a broadcaster for the Yankees. It's a weird world we live in, isn't, isn't it? it? It's a very weird world. So what what do you think? I mean, look at, I, I have to say, I picked the Mets to win the division at the beginning of the year. Um, I, I picked Los Angeles to win the, the pennant. I picked Los Angeles to win the World Series, quite frankly. But I have to say right now, if it were head-to-head New York and Los Angeles in the NLCS, I'd have to pick the Mets. And that's not a knock on the Dodgers. The Dodgers are a wonderful, wonderful team. I think it would be a great series. But I think depth i think depth even in the type of bats that they have i think that if scherzer and degrom come back um and are even three quarters of themselves with the team as it's done right now i mean who would have guessed that carrasco would have been the biggest part of that trade yeah um i i really i love not only how this mets team is assembled for the 162 I love how they're assembled for a short series right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're pitching, you know, especially 
Scherzer, who may pitch next Sunday for the Mets. He had a, he had a rehab start yesterday, so he uh, he's on his way back. I think the Grom is going to be in after the All-Star break. Get those two guys back, and they start firing in all cylinders. I mean, it, it, it's really going to be... Not even all cylinders. Not even three-quarters of the ground, right. three-quarters of Scherzer are still, are still all-stars. Oh, much better. Yeah, better than most pitchers in, in, in baseball today. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and Carl Scarasco is a wonderful pitcher, although he did get hurt today, so hopefully it's not too too uh, painful. And uh, Taiwan Walker also pitches well. I mean, I know he has his off games, but he's still very capable. He's your four starter. He's yeah. your number four starter. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's that's terrific. Um, by the way, eventually uh, Scherzer's going to go to the Hall of Fame, and eventually Albert Pujols is going to go to the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. and they are going to be part of that wonderful fraternity of players who people look at their Hall of Fame plaque and say, "Why didn't they play for the Dodgers?" Right. <laughs> That's right. Scherzer was a Dodger last year. Pujols was a Dodger, and some other people on that list include Ricky Henderson. When was he a Dodger? And Frank Robinson. When was he a Dodger? Right. Jim Tomey. Juan Marichal was a Dodger. Yeah, Juan Marichal yeah. was a Dodger. Ricky Henderson was a Dodger. Yeah, Jim Tomey. Yeah, yeah. They were Greg Maddox. Yeah, too. Actually, twice. Manny Machado. Manny Machado was a, a Manny Dodger. Machado. Yeah, he was a Dodger. Struck out there in the World Series. Yeah, man. If they, but um, none of them were in their ring with the Dodgers. Some of them got to the playoffs and only got their ring, but didn't have many memorable moments. But hey. The Mets want to have some memorable moments and win a ring. And if you want to have that memorable moment and get that ring, may I recommend you go to BlueNile.com when you're ready to pop the question, when you're celebrating a milestone moment, and you find jewelry as unique as the one you love with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Now look it. If you're looking for fine jewelry but have had trouble choosing, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available by a phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at any budget. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Lockdown MLB listeners get $50 off of purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement rings too. So use code LOCKDOWN, that's code LOCKDOWN, plus every order is insured, ships free and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside shop stress-free and find your forever peace go to bluenile.com today uh one last piece of business before we keep going here let's talk a little bit about the nba mock draft the first picks of the ultimate nba mock draft have already been made so search now for ultimate NBA mock draft and get over 50 insiders, the Odyssey sports expert and draft experts of Locked On NBA Big Board. The five-episode ultimate NBA mock draft is underway. Make ultimate NBA mock draft your second listen today. Hey, we're here with Leonard Aberman and Jeff Cohen of Baseball and BBQ. I said your name right, didn't I, Leonard? Absolutely. Uh, Close enough. Close enough. (laughs) Um, Hey, uh, Here's what I'm going to do for this last section of today's podcast. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, and I know I do, you know that Jeff Cohen asked me lots of questions, and they're good questions. Now, Leonard, you're a smart man. You went to Kenya, and uh, I'm sure you've got yourself some questions too. So what I'm going to do right here and now, I'm going to open up the floor. Each of you get to ask your pal Sully a question 
that you would normally send me via the Twitterverse. And we're going to answer it. By the way, I don't know what they're going to ask me. I do not know. And I just recorded a 17-hour episode of their podcast, (laughs) of which they bombarded me with questions, including what do I talk about other than baseball? And they were disappointed that I did not say barbecue. So, (laughs) all right, each of you. Sully, I got to ask you right away. You know, you were talking before about sauce. Not baseball related, but... Got it. When do you call sauce gravy? Um, see, I, my mom, who is of Italian descent and who's listening to these words right now, will occasionally call it gravy. I don't. I usually don't call it gravy. I, I will do maybe to humor my mom from time to time, but to me, it's always sauce. To me, gravy is brown and on chicken or turkey or or that that to me, gravy is different. And I understand maybe this is a culture center. Maybe this is my Irish blood bubbling to the top. But uh, to me, sauce is sauce and gravy is gravy. Okay. Jeff? <laughs> My question, uh, Hesto, you mentioned Albert Pujols, so I'll go there. You know, we... we, we Jeez, we, you have it written down. You're looking at your notes. I just wrote it down here, so I don't forget. Okay, okay. Uh, we went with, uh, yeah, Derek Jeter, Marion mm-hmm. Rivera, David mm-hmm. Ortiz, all had these elaborate retirement tours. Albert yeah. Pujols is one of the best players we've seen, like you say, a generational type player. Yes. He was uh, just fantastic ever since he been on the field. Why doesn't he get a retirement tour? Well, he did get a nice ceremony in Boston. Did they, he? They, yeah, okay. they both Ortiz came out, presented him with a number five from the uh, uh, from the Green Monster scoreboard. Uh, they showed a nice series of video. I don't think they showed him striking out time after time in the 2004 World Series, but they you know, they showed a bunch of clips of him and both with. Um, St. Louis and with Anaheim. Um, so I, they did. Um, I, you know, I, I'm not in charge of the promotions department. I thought the, I thought the Jeter farewell tour, which I'm not convinced is over. <laughs> Neither um, <am> I. <laughs> got to be a bit much. Um, but then again, I'm, I'm never one to go against celebrating players. I, I hope teams celebrate Albert Pools. And I'm, I'm very happy that he's ending his career with St. Louis instead of, you know, kind of bouncing, you know, like Jim Tomei and Ricky Henderson, two hall of famers, you know, bounced around and their hall of fame plaque got super cluttered by Mm -hmm. the end. Um, And we never got a proper farewell for either one of them. Uh, I, I hope the teams now that Pujols is at a Cardinal uniform where he belongs. uh, If there's any animosity that Cardinal fans had towards how him leaving to for, Anaheim, you turned down 10 years, half a you know, what, quarter of a billion dollars of whatever mm-hmm. it is. Come on, give me a break. No, I mean, nobody would turn down that money. Right. Um, and, and, and turn out to be smart for him. He collected that and he still gets to retire a Cardinal. Yes. Um, uh, I hope the teams, and I have a feeling you're starting to see as the season unfolds and he makes his final appearance at certain places. It wouldn't surprise me if his final appearance in some of his places, uh, I wonder if they play Houston, you know, if they had Brad Lidge, give him something. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, I hope they do because he deserves it. And, and the, the bad taste in people's mouths he had over the, the decadence of his contract with Anaheim and the fact that it was a disastrous contract. And of course there was a great irony that they signed Pujols so they could have a marquee star in Anaheim just as they developed the biggest marquee star in Trout. 
and the contract for Pujols may have curtailed them from building a team around Trout. Although I I poo poo that because the Angels are swimming in money. They have money. You know, so uh, yeah. you spend it smarter. Don't spend it on Josh Hamilton and C.J. Wilson. How about that? Yeah. And we also and and again, players don't exist in vacuum, so we don't know having a generational Hall of Fame talent be his teammate, what effect that may have had on Trout, who apparently loved Pujols and apparently cried when he was designated for assignment last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't know having a player like that as your teammate at that early age, what effect that may have. But clearly it didn't have a negative effect on Mike Trout. No, um, no but I, I, I hope people honor Pujols. You know, he certainly uh, certainly has been a Hall of Fame player, one of the best players I've ever seen. Absolutely, and it'll be really cool if he goes into the Hall of Fame with Wainwright and Molina, that that trifecta of Cardinals going into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I think that'd be really cool. That'd be really great. Yeah, I totally yeah. agree with you. I totally agree yeah. with you. All right, well, there you go. Hopefully, I answered your questions there. There you go. Yep. Do right, I well, get hey, to ask one more? Sure. Why not? Oh, why okay. Not? I chop the onions fine, and I put it in a little bit of olive no, oil, no, and, no. I, and I Come and I brown the onions before I put the the tomatoes in. It's baseball related. What's the All matter right. with? Come on. All right. Shoei Otani. Yes. One of the most exciting players in baseball. Yes. To expect him to have a season like last year is, is next to impossible. But yeah. um, what does he need to do to win the MVP again? I think continue doing what he's doing. I mean, because it, what, what he's doing in terms of value as both a pitcher and as a hitter is terrific. Now I personally don't think he's going to win the MVP. I think there, I think he was the MVP. I don't think there's any question. He was the MVP last year with all due respect to, uh, excuse me, to Vladdy jr. Who had a wonderful, wonderful season last year. Um, You know, you take a look at, you know, I mean, it's, I, 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 it, it is hurt. He's not having as great a year as he did overall that he had last year. Um, I think his teammate is making a case for the MVP. Trout is making a case. Um, I think Devers is making a case. Uh, I think the two, the my right now, my picks, my my top three picks for MVP in the American League would be Trout, Aaron Judge and Jose Ramirez uh, based not only on their stats, but also based upon uh, what they've meant for the team. I think you're really hard pressed not to put judge in your top and Trout's just, again, he's playing at another level, but I do have that Jeff, you're familiar with, what I call the Cohen brothers rule. Uh, no relation to you. The Cohen brothers rule is uh, uh, the Cohen brothers are some of my, two of my favorite filmmakers of all time. And there are some films I think they should have won the Academy award for, but each of them have four Academy Awards. So I can't get mad that they don't have more. <laughs> and the fact that Mike Trout has three MVPs, I can't get mad if he doesn't have a fourth. Um, and someone like Judge and Ramirez are both putting up great years and carrying their teams. Um, so I, again, there's, I think Otani's the, the s- surprise of his season last year when we haven't seen something like that really since Bo Jackson, which was the type of year ago, like, man, it never occurred to me. So to do both of those things. Um, I, I think that he's 
he's still going to be a top MVP contender. Uh, I just think those other players right now have a better argument. Thank you. Yeah, okay. Does, do, do, you, 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 you made it look like I was at a co-op board meeting. Yep, thank you. We'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> put that into consideration as you try to get here in the Lincoln Towers of West End Avenue. Um, well, all right, we've talked, we're now talking real estate. That may be time for us to go. Um, hey, Leonard, Jeff, where can people uh, listen to your terrific podcast? We're on all the podcast uh, networks, uh, any Apple, Spotify, uh, Google Play, anything. Stitcher, Stitcher, yeah. yep, baseball, baseball, and BBQ. We're a part of uh, any way you find them, and we're on Twitter at baseball and BBQ. That's great, and uh, and I'm going to be on an upcoming episode. Yes, you that's are. That's going to be dropped mm-hmm. uh, probably in the next maybe week and a half or something like yes. that. Well, guys, thanks so much for being part of the show. Everyone else, you can follow us at Locked On MLB Pod. Same handle for Instagram. I'm your pal, Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Talking baseball, talking barbecue, and somehow talking about sauce. Or is it gravy? This has been Locked On MLB for the 23rd day of June 2022. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please, I'm imploring you, call me Sully.